Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers about the movie in this episode. If you haven't seen the movie yet, then you're in the right place. Neither have we. We strongly advise you to watch it along with us and join in the discussion afterwards. Or not. We're not your daddy. Actually, yeah, we are. Salutations, good people. Welcome to Who Hasn't Seen That? We Haven't Seen That. A podcast where we watch all the movies that we should have seen by now. That's right. And today's movie is... Blade Runner. How have we not seen Blade Runner yet? I don't know. It has escaped me. We were talking about the 1982 Blade Runner because they did come out with uh, a new one a couple of years ago. Right. Um, So, yeah. We're going to be talking about Blade Runner. And I have a little synopsis down here. So, we have not... So with The Shining, <clears throat> I feel like I've seen a lot of just clips and sounds, just a lot of talk. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen anything from Blade Runner, so I'm really going into this. Anything block. that we know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. There yeah, could we have may been have a, seen stuff. There could have been a ton of uh, modern references yeah. or throughout pop culture, and we just not we've that's never true. known. So Blade Runner, the synopsis is. A Blade Runner must pursue and terminate four replicants who stole a ship in space and have returned to Earth to find their creator. <clears throat> so, I have no idea what a Blade Runner is. My first assumption is some kind of bounty hunter. So, you said a Blade Runner. A Blade Runner. So, bla- it's yeah, a Blade Runner is is a a profession, a yeah. I, I don't know. Because that sounded <clears throat> very specific like you yeah. think like a bounty hunter Yeah, yeah. Uh, hunts people for a bounty. It could be some A Blade Runner has to hunt down four replicants, yada, yada, yeah, yada. I mean, it's yeah. like a mission. So maybe it's somebody... It leads me to believe it is a bounty hunter because it sounds like somebody yeah. is looking for a Blade Runner. But who knows? I don't, I don't know. And replicant, I don't know what that means. Replicant is... I don't know. It sounds like a clone or something. Maybe somebody who's stolen an identity. Yeah. Now, I have a little bit of a key in on what a replicant is only because of some of the rest... Of, like, some of the other stuff that I've written down oh. here. <clears throat> so, uh, starring Harrison Ford as Rick Deckard... Rutger Hauer as Roy Batty and Sean Young as Rachel. And is it is directed by Ridley Scott or Sir Ridley Scott and it is based on the novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. So I'm going to assume replicants are androids. Okay. If it's based on it. I mean, it could be clones. I, I might be thoroughly surprised. It may be clones. I just, going into it, knowing that it's based off of a, a novel titled Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yeah. Probably androids. Okay. Um, screenplay by Hampton Fancher and David Webb Peoples, and it was released on June 25th, 1982, and it is rated R. Mm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. You said 82? 1982. So, just a couple of years after The Shining released. Shining was in 1980. And what's our fun fact between the two? So, these are connected by shots. And what do we mean by that? It's kind of poetic in a way that the the intro shot for The Shining, like all of that footage, Mm -hmm. uh, basically Kubrick shot a bunch of footage, didn't use all of it, and uh, Ridley Scott came over and was like, hey, can I... That footage would be perfect for Blade Runner. Can I use it? And uh, Kubrick was like, yeah, you can. Just uh, don't use anything that was in the movie. So here's a week's worth of aerial footage. Yep. And so that footage appears in the ending shot or the ending scenes for Blade Runner. 
So that's wow. kind of fun. That is fun. It's not like it's not an intro. It's not sprinkled somewhere throughout. Apparently, it is in the ending scenes. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, there was a sequel to this movie released in 2017 called Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not directed by Ridley Scott. That was executive produced by Ridley Scott. And there was apparently a uh, an animated Blade Runner. Uh, called Blade Runner Black Lotus that aired on Adult Swim last fall. Oh, uh, interesting. And, and the biggest fun fact is while I was going through, the day that I started looking at this stuff and prepping for this show, uh, it was announced that there's going to be Blade Runner 2099, which is going to premiere on Amazon Prime. Oh, it was just announced. Like so, a movie or? Uh, it's a TV series. series. Oh, So wow. yeah, there's going to be Blade Runner 2099 coming up. And Ridley Scott is executive producing that as well. I don't know if he had a hand in Black Lotus or not. Okay. Uh, but he will not cool. be returning as director. Okay. So. Predictions. Predictions. I mean, I didn't know anything going into this. Uh, I'd, I'd, I knew enough to know that it seemed like Blade Runner took place in the future. Now we're talking about replicants and they're pursuing, he's, he's pursuing them through space or they stole a ship in space or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be some kind of space movie. It's going to be the future, I would assume. Um, I don't know why these replicants... Like, I don't know if replicants are normal in society. Like, is is it a normal thing? Is it something up and coming? Like, are these rogue, like... AI, whatever. Like, are they trying to? Are they becoming sentient? Yeah. And he and and they're like trying to escape, and he's pursuing them. Like, I, I want to know why they stole the ship. Are they? Or is this like? Are the are the AI already rogue? And this it's like I don't know. What if they're like pirates? Right. Like, what if you have just like android pirates, or clone pirates, or something? How long? I don't know. Uh, what year was Star Wars? Seventy. Seventy seven, or was it seven? No, it was it nineteen seventy. No, seventy was Halloween. Ziggy. What year did Star Wars release? Episode four, New Hope. Well, that's not today, but that's thank not you. today. Yeah, forty years ago today was May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven. You heard it here, folks. And actually, today is February the sixteenth. <laughs> yeah, no, um, but seventy seven. Uh, okay, okay. So Harrison Ford is a bounty hunter, potentially. Mate, which I don't know. That's yeah. I you think smuggler I mean, to bounty hunter? That's kind of funny. Yeah. <clears throat> That's interesting. Yeah. That's all I can think about is yeah. Harrison Ford in a a Star Wars-esque role. Yeah. I think at this point... I wonder if that helped him land this role. I would think so. Depends on when they started shooting, I, I would imagine. I don't know, 82 and 77. They're pretty close. I mean, that's within five years. Yeah, but still, I would think yeah. the two would be... Which, if it released in 77, he was done shooting. That doesn't mean he right. wasn't already working on... Um, Blade Runner. Or no? No. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah. Because that release... Huh. I don't know when that released. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to say Blade Runner draws. I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. Uh, and I've not heard this come up in conversation. This may be something that people go, oh, yeah, I've heard... Well, duh. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I yeah. feel like this is going to be one of those things, but I legitimately... I have no reason to lie. I believe that maybe... Uh, now I just sound like I am lying, but... <laughs> I don't know. With those facts, yeah. With it being in space, I didn't realize Blade Runner was going to be in space. Yeah, I didn't so either. I would say with Harrison Ford and it being so close to Star Wars, I'm going to say that Blade Runner takes a lot, draws a lot from Star Wars. Okay, that's my prediction. So a little bit of trivia before we dive on into the movie. Um, granted, I don't know Blade Runner, so I, I this this. 
does not mean a whole lot to me, but I'm sure it will after the movie. Rutger Hauer, who played Roy Batty, improvised the iconic line, all those moments will be lost in time like tears in the rain. And he also later chose all those moments as the title for his autobiography. So that's kind of a fun little fact. Mm. It's just cool. I love when you find those, like, here's Johnny. Like, that was improvised. Like, that stuff's so interesting to me. Like, oh, that wasn't in the script? Like, I don't know. Uh, the final scene was shot hours before the producers were due to take creative control away from Sir Ridley Scott. So just got that final scene in there. Was that your stomach? Was it that? was. Good Lord. <laughs> um, I'm on a new program. Sorry. It's okay. Another cool fact. Sir Ridley Scott's favorite movie of his. This is the favorite movie that he's ever directed. Um, and... Specifically, the final cut of it, which was released in 2007, is his favorite version. Oh. Um, so that's pretty cool. And I think the final cut, or no, I think his original cut, and this this feels like pretty standard back in the day. I don't know, like, this was also kind of a, a recurring theme with uh, Stanley Kubrick. So his original cut before, you know, it was all really edited down and you took it to theaters was like almost four hours. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't remember what the length of the final cut was. It wasn't the full, like it, it's not the original cut. Gotcha. Um, and it's not like, I guess not the director's cut either. I think he said one final trivia for you. Harrison Ford cites it as one of the most frustrating movies he has ever made. Um, oh. I'm probably going to butcher this. I have it on my phone, but we're using my phone to shoot this. Uh, but Harrison Ford, it was because like grueling shoot times and some stuff was changing. Uh, or no, it was it was changes made in post production that was supposed to make the movie better or more well received, and uh, I don't think he liked it. I think they had to they had to overdub some lines too, or maybe they had to dub like a bunch of audio. Yeah, um, I forget what I was reading there about it, but uh, there towards the end, Harrison Ford and Ridley Scott just like hated each other and pretty much wouldn't talk. Yeah, and uh, there was a guy I forget who it was. But he cited a saying that Harrison Ford w- would have killed Ridley Scott had he not been talked down from it. Like he was, oh wow, angry. Yeah, no idea what that was over. Just a little bit that I read. So that's just a fun fact to kind of keep in mind as you're going through and watching this. That that is really fun. Yeah. Um, which is which is interesting because. Uh, I know because I looked up the cast and the details. Harrison Ford does reprise his role as Rick Deckard in the sequel of Blade Runner, but mm. Ridley Scott does not direct that. He's executive producer. So I wonder if they have reconciled or if he was just like, oh, Ridley Scott's not going to be there? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'll do it. Like, interesting. That's, you know, um, that's all I know of the sequel, and that's all I know about Blade Runner. But. If uh, if you've not seen this movie yet, or if this is your favorite movie, or you just want to watch it again, go ahead and dust off that VHS player or your favorite streaming platform, and this is your chance to go watch Blade Runner. You can pause this podcast. We're going to take a quick break and then come back, and uh, we're going to give our little review. Right. Let's go watch it. Yep. Let's go watch Blade Runner while I cry in the rain. <laughs> All those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain 
Hey, we'll get back to this episode in just a second. But as you know, here at the CS Podcast, we're all about featuring other content creators. And I wanted to let you know about another podcast called Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast with co-hosts Nave and Philip. And instead of me sitting here and trying to ramble on and explain what it is that they do, I'm just going to let them tell you for me. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of the Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on the Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this game. Boy Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh and I my was god! Like traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's gaming together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners. Since the dawn of time, the human race has been deprived of originality, quality entertainment, and astute fart jokes. But no longer shall we must endure such a painstaking and laborious experience. From highlighting colossal creators, stitching together scrumptious skits, and pouring their hearts out into a five-time Emmy Award-winning... Your mom's a five-time Emmy Award-winning... Globally slash internationally recognized podcast... Subauricular superstars Josh and Trey of the CS. Wait a minute. What do you guys actually do? What even are you? Yes. We're the CS Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Trey. Watch and listen to us on YouTube. Or just listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as soon as you pick that platform, come hang right now. We'll be your daddy. Hey, can I go pee now? questions does it usually take to spot one? I don't get it, Tyrell. How many questions? 20, 30, cross-referenced. It took more than a hundred for Rachel, didn't it? She doesn't know. She's beginning to suspect, I think. Suspect? How can it not know what it is? And we're back. Uh, about a week later. <laughs> yes, uh, we are about a week removed from having done the intro to this and watched the movie. Yep. Um... Thoughts, just general thoughts before we dive in and really just talk about everything. Just your overall impressions a week later. Yeah. Uh, gosh, not... I don't know. It wasn't what I was expecting, but I yeah. really don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, we we gave the whole synopsis and everything, and we had the, the impression that it may be in space. Yeah. And the whole, the whole thing took place in L.A. In 2019 of all places. 2019 L.A. Right. <laughs> 2019. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was like... I thought it was going to draw a lot from Star Wars. Yeah, that didn't happen. Well, especially with Harrison Ford being the the main one of the main characters or the main character, pretty much. Right, and this was only a few years after it, yeah, Star Wars. It heavily could have been. They could have gone that route. Maybe that was the intention. Ridley Scott was like, "Well, you were in Star Wars. People are going to know you as Han Solo. This is another futuristic sci-fi movie. Let's not make you Han Solo." Right. Um. 
Love the atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, from the opening scene, I was... Which... That was the original opening scene, right? Or no? Yes. Uh, I'm fairly certain. So, it was the credits spoiler alert, changed. we watched the final cut because that's what was on Netflix. So yep. there are some minor changes here and there throughout the minor cut. For instance, uh, I don't remember if the unicorn scene is in the original 82. Is it 82? This come out in 82? Whenever this came out. Yeah, I think it was 82. The original yeah. cut, the theatrical cut, yeah. I don't remember if it was in there or if it was just shortened very little to where it's pretty much non-existent right uh but they let the full scene breathe in this one with the final cut i didn't even notice it was a unicorn yeah i I thought it was a horse i didn't see the horn (laughs) on the head um you're like the unicorn sequence i went what (laughs) because to me the the, unicorns you know the unicorn the horse scene wasn't very memorable it just i didn't understand it i'm like why are we seeing a horse yeah i didn't either um and we'll dive into that here in just a minute or two. But yeah, so uh, another big change is Harrison Ford does not have a narration in this. Uh, you so just in, told me that right yeah. before we hit record. Yeah, so in the original theatrical cut, Harrison Ford has a narration. I don't know if it goes just in the beginning, if it's over throughout the entire movie to tie things together. I don't know because we haven't seen the theatrical cut. We've only seen the final cut. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um. We talked about this after like right after we got done watching it but it was it was oddly relaxing it really was um which is kind of the opposite that you would think of with blade runner chasing down these replicants and you know retiring them um there was just something about the vibe that never made like it just it comforted i get that way with film noirs though and this was heavily like a for me like a film noir i don't know if it's technically categorized as one it should be if it's not because it was i mean is textbook like a lot of tropes? The oh, absolutely. The you had the Venetian blind like mm-hmm. across that like yeah, but they just kind of comfort me. Like I like that atmospheric. Like I love the moodiness of the film noirs. So I dig it too. Like I don't I don't get hard over it like yeah. you do. But well, you know, <laughs> but I I do I do dig it. Yeah, and it you know. Once you pointed that out, you're like, that's kind of like a film noir. Oh, I mean, like, the de- detective with his whole trench coat vibe and like the the street shots with the smoke coming up to yeah. set the atmosphere and the lighting. And, you know, you had the, the lighting on the women was more, um, it was a softer light than what you put on the men because they mm. had a harsher, like it's, yeah, very, very film noir. It seemed like a one light shot. For a lot of things, um, you, you know, just like straight, just one light, give that yep. harsh shadow. Um, I really enjoyed that. I did too. Uh, yeah, I was just never on edge, like with the whole chasing. Yeah. Even though there was action, it just wasn't intense enough. Yeah. For, I was never on the edge of my seat. So I really liked that it relaxed me. Yeah. But at the same time, I believe the purpose of an action, sh- an action scene yeah, should be... Just to get that heart rate up and to take you on that little roller coaster. Yeah. But it never did that for me. So for that reason, it set such a relaxed vibe that yeah. the action scenes didn't really do much for me. Yeah. So I I, I guess I didn't I didn't like I didn't enjoy that yeah, yeah. part. That the action that I was relaxed through the action part. I could see that. I also like I did not it did and it didn't. Like, I feel like I didn't really connect with a lot of the characters. Mm. 
Um, like I, I did not give a shit about the replicant that he was chasing through the streets and gunned down. Yeah. Um, the one guy that we see in the opening sequence, you know, that's being interrogated, that one replicant. Yeah. And then he later kept and right after he guns down, right after, uh, Deckard, is it Deckard? God, I can't remember. I think you're it's right. Been a while. Yeah. It's after he guns down, uh, what's her face in the streets. Then the second replicant grabs him and is like throwing him around and yeah. Rachel kills that replicant. I didn't give a shit about that replicant too much. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? That it just, I don't know. They felt a little flat to me. Like well, I just, it, I just didn't, I found myself not really caring about them. Well, it made me, it was kind of tough to feel like uh, to have, um, I don't know, to really <laughs> have any ill feelings toward the main replicant. Yeah. At the end, because his calls was despite him getting all murdery. Yeah. His cause was kind of noble Yo, for himself yeah. and his people. He just wanted to live longer. Yeah. Like, okay, that's a fairly normal mission. Now, getting into Roy Batty, his lines are incredible. Yep. That was one of my favorite parts about the movie. He'd spout off some just just meaningful... Yeah. Just, you could tell he was the leader. Yeah, philosophical one-liners. Like, it was, it was great. Anytime he'd come on and just... He'd say some shit, and I'd be like... That was pretty good. Like, I like that line. One of the biggest emotions I had during the whole movie was one of laughter and just funniness. Him at the end. Yeah. The one shot yeah. of him <laughs> I remember devolving yeah. rapidly. And it was just the one still of camera position and him running. And all you can <laughs> yeah. see is like his figure kind of a shadow from that blue moonlight and like a giggle and a laugh. Yeah, just yeah. him running straight across the screen. Yeah. No cuts, just... <laughs> 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 or he might have said something. I can't remember. I don't remember. But it, it made me... <laughs> it's it cracking me up thinking about it. That whole sequence had us cracking up. And oh, I just, it had me going, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, like we can kind of dive into a little bit like... Apparently, there's a lot of Christian imagery and like stuff in those sequences to allude to his apparent uh, godlike complex. Yeah, his god complex, which yeah. which is interesting because I never got that vibe from him that he had this god complex. Like, yeah, I knew he was trying to save his people, but I never. I don't know. When I think of God complex, I think like I'm the best. I'm evolved. I'm the next evolution. Like you guys are beneath me. Like it seemed to me he just wanted he just wanted to live longer. He even said to his creator, he said his creator asked him, "What is it you want?" He said, "I want more life." He didn't say, "I want to live forever." Yeah, he yeah. Didn't say, yeah. I, "I want to be a god." I want more than four years. All right. Yeah. So if you created something that started to develop emotion. I don't know. Seems pretty yeah. reasonable. I don't know. Could you give me another four? He might have been happy with another four. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, here's another four. Devil's advocate to that. Would there be enough? Would he keep asking? Maybe of that's course. what they mean, the God complex. But just to me, I didn't really get that God complex vibe. I just was like, yeah. well, he's shutting down. This must be the ending madness. Like, this is this is how they go out. They just fucking lose it. It's kind of what I thought. But boy, did yo, he lose it. Oh. Um... Oh, there's what were we gonna touch on? I said we'll, we'll swing back around to that in a second. Oh, the unicorn sequence. Mm. Um, so 
Yeah, I didn't. I, I was just like, okay, this is weird and out of place. But apparently the unicorn sequence, a lot of people allude, because we don't know if Deckard is a, is, is a replicant. That's kind of the big mystery of the movie. Yeah. Is he or isn't he? Right. Um, but then didn't, didn't, it was all but confirmed. Not really. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> kind of. So with the unicorn sequence, bless you. Thanks. Um, it's supposed to signify him like railing against his programming, so to speak, like him breaking free and not being a slave to being programmed as detective Decker, Blade Runner, whatever. Mm. Um, you know, him finally finding his own identity and his, his self. And like I thought, and we were both kind of confused there at the end, there was the little origami piece. Mm-hmm. Laying on the ground that he picks up and he goes, he kind of realizes something and then he he gets in the elevator and that's the end. Yeah. That's the end. And uh, I was like, okay. Like I thought, because that that guy was just leaving origami pieces everywhere. Yeah. The guy he was trailing around with. My thought was, he's saying, hey, I was here. I could have killed you, but I'm going to let you go. Right. Like that's how I took it. But apparently, couple that with the unicorn sequence, it's a little origami unicorn. Mm-hmm. And how would the guy have known about the unicorn seat, like the unicorn dream, unless Deckard was a rep- replicant and that was programmed in him, like and, he was given and that he knew of, of yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. Either he was a part of the memory giving process, or Cause, yeah, because they talk about that They're, with uh, they allude to that very heavily with Rachel. Like your memories are uh, your creator's niece's memories. Mm. You know, it's like you're his. It's his niece, right? Because she's like. Well, no, I know I'm human because I agree. He goes, yo, you grew up and did this. You did this. Your favorite thing was this. Your favorite person was this. And like names off everything and knows everything about her life. Yeah. And com- that's how he confirms that she's a replicant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, I to say all that, I love the acting in this. Um, especially like, uh, I forget, Rutger Hauer, who played Roy Batty. Mm-hmm. Like his whole just... His whole demeanor as Roy Batty was incredible. And yeah, just that, that whole was solid acting. I know I laughed at him just going demented, but I mean that was a great sequence. And then yeah. his whole delivery there at the end, ah. Oh. And then Harrison Ford, I just I like Harrison Ford. He uh, he's he's great. Yeah, you know? I, I he was a very excuse me, a very toned down Han Solo in this. I think. Good point. Which I don't know. I kind of feel like in those early like. That's kind of what uh, Indiana Jones is in a way. Like he's kind of a like a, a mo- or not a modern day, but you know, like an old timey Han Solo. Like yeah, it's just kind of that archetype. And Harrison Ford's just really good at it. And then Rachel, uh, what is it? Sean Young, I think is her name, mm-hmm. uh, was great as Rachel. Like I loved all the action uh, acting across the board. Um, I loved the shots. We've already talked about that. The lighting, the mood, the atmosphere. We a- both everything said. Or as soon as I saw it, <clears throat> like within the first fifteen seconds, I thought, "Man, this movie looks ahead of its time." Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Well, I was going to touch on that too. Yeah, like the CGI, like it, it looked like it could have been shot a couple of years ago. It really did. So it now in it. Well, we both or you brought up a point. Yeah, it is remastered. It is. Yeah. So they. Uh, however, Ridley I Scott say- went back and touched up some things just to make it look better for modern times, but. 
And and you, but I think only that, the CGI. I don't think he really did a whole lot with the shots themselves, right? But you noted too while we were watching it or after or something that that was his favorite cut. Yes, it was. It says something if the director says this is my favorite cut. Absolutely. But at the same time, I mean, for a movie to be shot, would you eighty well, two? Eighty two is forty years at this point. It's forty years old. <laughs> Even if it was remastered, yeah. To say that looks ahead of its time. Yeah. And it's 20... What was so funny was that we both... (laughs) You're like, okay, they thought that this is what 2019 was going to look like. And it (laughs) is so out of reach. Yeah, it's hilarious. It looks so much... It looks futuristic today. Yeah. Um, And for it to be 40 years. Yeah. That's saying something. That's huge. And I really... I, I enjoyed the story. I was entertained. It, I don't think it was anything special. I don't think it was anything groundbreaking, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I didn't find myself going, "Man, this story's great." Like, I just enjoyed it. I did too. I just, I, I was sucked in. I watched it, and I just had a fun ride. There were, there wasn't anything like. It's not like, like The Shining, where there was that moment at the end where we're like, "What the fuck was that? What is that? What is that ending?" Right. Like, there was, there were no points in time where I was watching it going, "What is this? Why?" Are they? After it was real stitched together. Right, it was. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. After watching it, it makes me want to give The Shining a lower rating. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I know what I want to give Blade Runner, but yes, I just because of the way it makes me feel. Like a week later, how I think about it, because my emotions, like I really let, like yeah, I I try to suspend disbelief, get uh-huh. fully immersed in the movie, and not be a critic, like immediately after. Yeah, yeah. But doing this. I'm trying to analyze it like I would like a wrestling match or yeah, yeah. or like just the whole storytelling process. And I'm like, I know what I want to give it. I'm like, oh no, but I can't do that because I only gave the shining. I gave the shining this. Yeah. Well, I, like I was telling you before we hit record, like I know what I want to give this. I just I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm. I feel like I'm really comfortable with my rating. I am too. Um, and I'm going to explain it a little bit. So you want to go first? You want me to go first? Well, we got to... Oh, that's we right. Need, we need gumballs. We need balls. If you're listening to us on uh, Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast at, um, we have a rating scale. So we have an old, old-time gumball machine uh, who we know him as Curtis. And he the only gumballs that he has in it... We say gumballs, but they're empty... Empty ball capsules. Uh, we have a rating scale of one, well, gumball. One gumball out of five, and we, uh, yes, yes I do. We put in however many gumballs we would rate the movie. Yeah. Into uh, the So, for instance, last ten. week, Shining, for me, got a four. And for you, got a three and a half. Got a three and a half from me. Yep. So... Uh, yours are already put together. If you want to go ahead and give your rating, sure. You wanna? Do you wanna guess my rating? I said I was comfortable in giving it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say probably a four point five. Is it? Or is it? So I'm gonna give it a four. A four. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna give it a four. I don't know why I was thinking you would go higher. Um. Yeah. Like it was. I really enjoyed it. Like, but I don't. A, a week later, I don't see myself. Wanting to rewatch it as bad as you are, um, yeah. Time well spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, 
it was just like I said. I feel like action sequences. That's fair. They they have a purpose. Yeah. They they should make you get excited. And, yeah. Uh, break up the monotony. That way, when you come back down, it's yeah. I'm very much of that roller coaster. Now we'll ask before you just you can keep that rating if you want to, but like you got to think we are accustomed to like. Michael Bay, mm-hmm. you know, these big blockbuster act, action sequences that we have now that weren't really the norm yeah. back in 82. That's fine because even with older movies, I've watched yeah. older movies. Take Michael Myers, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an action sequence of him chasing somebody down. Yeah. Uh, and that movie was out before Blade Runner. That's true. And yeah, it's seven. a masked man and a knife. Yeah. And my heart is pounding. Yeah. So with this, they're running through streets. Yeah, yeah, and pushing people. Yeah, that was my biggest. Yeah, yeah, you did like, have a little bit of a thing to say about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not that I hated it. It's not that I, it I just found it hilarious how many unnecessary people got shoved in a chase sequence. <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford and uh, the actress that played the replicant who was the stripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember her name. Not Sigourney Weaver. We thought it was Sigourney Weaver. It, it looked like her. It did. It did. There were a shots. lot of places. Yeah, a lot of shots that we were like, is that Sigourney Weaver? They both, looked it up. No, it's not her. They both, in one uh, scene, just pushed so many people. <laughs> they did. <laughs> went out of their way and shoved them. And I noticed, and it just kept happening. And I'm like, we got to watch this. Yeah. So. <sighs> giving it a four. Because it was so relaxed. Yeah. I would. I w- we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So I'm giving it a four. Okay. Four red gumballs from Josh. I I genuinely wanted to give this a five out of five. The yeah. only reason I'm not is this is only the second movie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, I may have to go back and retroactively, like, I may have to change this at some point if, if I go watch something that's truly a five out of five. Like, you know, I was, I really, I really struggle with giving it a five right off the bat. Um, It's just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know if I'm ready to give a five yet. Like, a five has to mean something, right? Like, I You're have not to... not ready to give away your five, Cherry. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like for a five, I'm going to need to walk away from that movie and go, holy shit. And it needs to stay on my mind for the re- for the next... Until we record again. A week later, two weeks later, even after we record. That's why this gets a four. Yeah. Because as much as I loved it... I didn't. I didn't cut it off and go. Oh man. Yeah. I just. Uh, good example. Yeah. Of why I only gave it a four last night. I told you. I oh, finally, that's right. Yeah. I finally lo- watched the last ep- the season finale of season three. Yeah. Of Stranger Things. Yeah. Which at the time of this recording, that's as much as they've made. Yeah. And the ending to that had me so filled with emotion. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Just ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't remember the last time a show or movie made me feel that way. Yeah. So Blade Runner didn't didn't even really come close to the emotions I felt yeah, last night. I respect that. So however, in its own right, yeah. Fantastic. Do you movie. think maybe if you hadn't watched Stranger Things you might have given it a higher rating? Maybe not. I just was curious. I wasn't thinking about it at the time of like yeah, it yeah. wasn't fresh. I mean, it is fresh, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. I, no, I think it would have. St- I loved it for what it yeah, was. Yeah. It's just not five. One, two, three, four and a half from me. That's what I could have guessed. Yeah, you didn't want to give it a five, but you gave it a four and yeah, a half. Four and a half, close as I could do it. I just, 
I really enjoyed it, but I just, I don't know. I'm hesitant to give it a five. Maybe I come back and I change it later on down the road. Maybe we, maybe we get 40, 50 movies in mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, these just still don't touch Blade Runner. I'm going to bl- bump Ray- Blade Runner up to five and that's going to be my metric. You, you know, who knows? You know what I think would be to, to keep us from going back and, and making too many changes. Yeah, yeah. So we don't, so we keep this under control. Oh, I probably, I'm not going to physically change it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, even mentally, yeah. I don't know, like putting your stamp on it. Yeah. Is maybe once every month, m- once every four weeks, yeah. we go, is there anything, now that we're we're out four weeks, yeah, is yeah. there anything that we want to go back and retroactively change? Yeah. Like, by a little, or maybe just to completely, yeah. to completely change the rating. We, we can do it with one. Yeah, yeah. And it would keep us, That's like, bad okay, like what, what's the one you want to change the most? Yeah. Like, Two months from now. And who knows? Maybe nothing will change. Maybe we'll get there and we'll be like, no, I'm very comfortable it, with where I'm at. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's enough time for us to go, uh, I'm good. Or, you know what? I thought about it. I really want to yeah. change it. But we're going to do it once. I like that. So, the next question. Oh, we don't know what next movie we're going to watch. Well, are we, would you rewatch this? Oh, that's Remember right. The, the that's gold right. ball. We've got the gold ball. That's what I was going to bring up. You've got a gold ball. I don't have a gold ball. Or a yellow ball. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Okay. All right. Thought I had one of these on the table. Guess not. Yeah. That, uh, so I'll start this time. Yeah. Because I liked Blade Runner so much. Yes. But there's a caveat there that I would, there's so many cuts of this freaking movie <laughs> that. I want to rewatch the actual, or I guess watch for the first time, the theatrical cut. Because, I mean, it's the same story, just a couple of cuts are different. Harrison Ford does the narrating. Like, it's it's a little bit of a different movie, so there's there's new stuff there. Like, yes, I would rewatch it. Now, if we wanted to just break it down to the final cut, I think I would rewatch it again. Um, it, it pumped me up enough that I immediately... After we got done watching Blade Runner the next day, I downloaded Cyberpunk and right. played it. Like it, it, it had me itching for more. Like I wanted more of that atmosphere. Um, so I think I think I would rewatch Blade Runner just just to watch it again. Um, whether it's with somebody else or me, just going. I haven't seen Blade Runner in a little while. Let me watch Blade Runner. Mm. So I'm gonna give it a yes. Okay. First gold ball. Yep. Um. So I told you I was gonna have to copy. Yeah. Your response to that. But but I'm not copying it because I would want to I would watch the original with Harrison Ford's narration. Um, yeah, and it, I want to say like not long after we watched the movie, I was like I'd totally watch this again. Yeah, but right now, if you said, "Hey man, you want to go watch Blade Runner?" Yeah, right now it would be really hard. Yeah, for me to to like I, I don't I think I'm. I don't know. A lot of people can relate to this, though. You watch a movie, and, and you probably don't go back and watch a lot of movies twice. Yeah, um, I know. I don't. I, I I really have to be in the mood. And I think I think Blade Runner Two is one of those. I would just have to be in the mood. Like, same. I'd have to be in a certain mindset. Like, that's a good point. I might <clears throat> would rewatch it in, in the right mood. Yeah. But does that earn a gold ball? If I have to say that, I don't know. And does it earn a gold ball if I say I would watch... It's not rewatching it. It's not rewatching the thing I just watched. Yeah. I would watch it again 
if it was the original cut. So I I think I'm going to have to say Yeah. The question is it's it's one of those it's a weird uh, up for debate like cuz the movies I mean it's just about the same thing. Yeah. Like you just don't have as much of the unicorn. They added in uh the shining footage. Yeah. for the theatrical cut and Harrison Ford narrates. You know, if I have to question it, yeah. I, I don't think it gets one. I think that's fair. I think if I have to yeah. question it, because like I said, I would rewatch. I would yeah. watch the original version, but I think that's it. Well, that gives us what four and a half for me, four from you, so that's eight and a half plus one yellow ball for a total of nine and a half stars out of twelve possible. That's that's true. Yeah, I know that's a weird scaling system for those that are just now tuning in and have no fucking clue what's going on. Are you are you keeping track of mine? Uh, I'm keeping track of like time signatures so I can go in and drop the animation. Tra- okay, so you gave it four and a half. Yep. And you gave it a four. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell us in the comments, what did you think? Did you enjoy it? Have you... I was going to say, if you watched it with us or watched it alongside... Which cut did you watch, first of all? Yeah. Um, you may be going, what? That doesn't sound right. I don't remember. Like, what are you talking about? Harrison Ford did narrate over... Then you probably watched the theatrical cut. Like, they're one of the other 12 cuts that there are. There's a lot. There's, like, the director's cut, the final cut... The theatrical cut, there was um, a cut just for UK. Right. Like a UK theatrical cut that had a little bit more violence. Like, just depends on which one you watch. Yeah. So, let us know. Um, which cut did you watch? Um, what did you think? Was it your first time? Did you rewatch it just to kind of listen to our review? Yeah. Um, if it's your favorite movie, let us know. Absolutely. Or if it's your new favorite movie. That's kind of a cool thing. How many, like, how many people... Are you listening? You found a new favorite movie, yeah. right? That's I never really thought about that, but we could be discovering new favorite movies not only for us but for you listening. How wonderful would that be? Yeah, um, or maybe a new favorite '80s movie. Yeah. Um, so, Shining was '70s. Mm, Shining came out 1980. Oh, it was '80 on the dot. Yeah. Okay. But it it was like five years of pre-production and shooting and stuff. So that's right. Okay, I was going to say we went 70, 80. 80. Maybe we should go to 90s and then just start over, make yeah. a little loop. Yeah. But maybe we should go to the 90s. Yeah, Blade Runner was 82. Shining was May 23rd, 1980. Okay. Well, so right there almost at the cutoff. So did we tell folks at the on the last episode that we were going to watch Blade Runner? Yeah, we did. Okay. We don't have a movie picked out. Do we? No, I was kind of going down the list. I mean, we could watch Taxi Driver. We could watch. Uh, we could we could go ahead and really dive balls deep into it and just start with the Godfather trilogy. Oh, yeah. Oh man, that's probably a lot of frown faces right there. People that love the Godfather, but that's I'm with you. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of time. It's nine hours. Um, bare minimum. So I've got one. I know we said that we weren't going to watch too many. Uh, movies that one of us has already seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it, it's been a long time for me. That's fine. I just know I really enjoyed it. <laughs> There's not many on that list that vice versa, you know, I have seen and you haven't or, or either way. So so maybe we can go ahead and, and knock one of those out. Okay. If you're up for it, because I'm really ready for you to see Seven. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. I'm so ready for you to see that. Okay. Yeah, then we'll watch Seven for next week's episode or whenever this next week. For the next episode. There you go. <laughs> All right, so any of you Seven fans, if you've seen it, if you've not, get geared up for that. Yeah. 
Um, because, I mean, who hasn't seen seven? We're going to knock this catalog out one movie at a time. Who hasn't seen seven? Trey hasn't we seen haven't. it. Or, yeah, nah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. All right. Well, with that being said, oh, we've been the Scottish Hush Puppy, and I got some food to go eat. And until then, my ghastly gang, stay spooky. Who that? Who that?